Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. This is Cynthia Smalls with Bad to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. We are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ and we are not going to heed to anything that these wolves in sheep clothing are howling all across America and in the world. People, we need to come up from out of those apostate churches and out from amongst those wolves and sheep clothing amen amen okay and that was brings me to today's topic as you can see from the title of these of this podcast today i am calling out every last and single one of these wolves and sheep clothing and the reason why i highlighted joel Osteen's name is because of this. Now, as some of you may or may not know, I I do my ministries, my ministry across several platforms. I'm on this platform. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook because I believe the Lord Jesus Christ is is using me as a voice as a bold voice crying out into the wilderness people we need to wake up we need to come out of these false fallen apostate churches with their crooked with their crooked apostate greedy pastors and false teachers we need to come out from amongst them and not only that we need to stop defending them cuz let me tell you over there on social media, you would think, okay, that the body of Christ would want to hear sound doctrine. Oh no, my friends, when you get to exposing their favorite wolf, oh, let me tell you, they get the screaming and cussing and fussing like nobody business. Why? Because they don't want to give up the tickling ear messages. They don't want to give up, okay? They don't want to give up all of that candy corn, cracker jack, ice cream, and cupcake messages. And why not, you say? Because it makes them feel good about their sin. Because no one is is calling them out on their sins. No one is telling them that if you don't repent and stop sinning, you will go to hell. So when you call out their favorite wolf, let me tell you, they get the kicking and fussing up in them comments. So I wanted to bring this exhortation today 
to let everybody know, especially when it comes to Joel Osteen, I don't know why I get the most flack, okay, when I bring up his name as well as, as all the other ones that are in the public domain. Now, Jesus has taught us how to judge righteously, okay, because the the biggest uh, pushback, if you will, that I get is that, oh, I'm judging them, oh, um, they are really doing good out in the world, they feed the hungry, they help the sick, they doing all of these good things, and that they should not be on the list of false teachers, and that, you know, only God could judge people, and we need to stop judging. Lord, help us today. Okay, first and foremost, okay, these are public figures, right? And when you, thank you, Holy Spirit, when you start wanting to get the applause of men and the rising of your name, and you put yourself, you put yourself out on the public scene, guess what, people? You are open for criticism, whether it is good, bad, constructive, whatever the case may be, you chose, okay, instead of being hum being a humble servant somewhere in a nice, quiet ter- church that Jesus has sent you to, okay, to, to pastor over his flock until he comes to feed his sheep sound doctrine, okay, nice somewhere, quiet, minding your own business, serving the Lord, being about the father's business, but oh no, okay, you have the Joe Osteen's on the world who looks around the church as if it's a business, and they set out their marketing schemes and merchandising God's people with their many books, CDs, and DVDs. They go on these worldly, quote-unquote, Christian uh, uh, broadcasts, and they sit up there lying on God, spewing all of their false doctrines, never holding, thank you, Holy Spirit, never holding to the sound teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. They constantly backpedal on things that God made himself clear in his word, whether it be on, on homosexuality, adultery, fornication, how this body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and there's things that we should not be doing, and that if we don't stop it, if we don't stop it and turn and go back to God, we are going to end up in hell. But oh no, they don't want to talk about that, and so they sit up on they, they sit up on these panels, they they do these interviews, the worldly interviews, they're on news shows, they are actually holding hands with the Oprah Winfrey's of the world who are new agers, who don't believe that Jesus Christ is the way to the Father, they, they are here to that there are many ways to get to God, which is a lie because Jesus already told us that he's the way, okay? But because they are sitting up under other worldly secular uh, celebrities that they bought, they bought into the lie, they bought the lie that you can actually 
quote unquote, serve Jesus, but still be partners with the world. And so when they do all of that, they seek the limelight, they seek the fame, and they seek the money that comes behind that. And so they put themselves out in the public arena. And guess what? In America, it's a free country. And we have the right to say, you know, outside of screaming fire in uh, a crowded movie theater, but we too have freedom of speech, okay? But in the body of Christ, Jesus commands us to mark and avoid these people. We have to expose the sin. Now, okay, it is not my fault that Jesus called me like he called countless of his of his born again followers to go out and scream aloud. Okay, listen, back in 2002, I was minding my own sinful business. I was stuck in my Jezebel spirit doing me. But no, the Lord Jesus Christ called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, it took some time for me to get the big old plank out of my eyes because I was sitting up under these mega churches. I was sitting up under these false teachers. I was I was listening to everything that the Joel Osteens, the Bishop T.D. Jakes, the Kenneth Copelands, and the Creflo Dollars, and the Frederick K. Price, and the Joyce Myers, and the and the, the Paula Whites, all of them, all of them that any one of them that talked about prosperity that talked about word of faith and healing. Oh, I bought into all of it. So I know what I'm talking about and what they say and how they say it because they are slick, okay? And so when they break their necks, okay? When they break their necks to be out front in the public's eye, well, then guess what? They too going to get it. They too get the criticism like any other person that's out there in the public's eye. They ain't no different from the a politician that get called out when they start acting up. They ain't no different from them secular celebrities when they start acting up, their fans start, start calling them out. So what makes it a, a, a difference that because your favorite wolf and sheep clothing gets called out of his known, okay, his known mess. He puts it out there. Listen, thank you, Holy Spirit. I did not go into Joel and uh, what's his wife's name? Victoria's house and start pulling out their private dirty laundry. Absolutely not. They and like their other wolf packs, okay, they put themselves out in the public's eye and they say things that are heresies. They say things that go against the sound doctrine of the word of God. And you don't think that a true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ is not going to say anything about that. Why? Because I'm part of this body. Hello. I'm in the family too. And so when I hear erroneous doctrine because you see thank you thank you thank you lord jesus christ okay for maturing me enough for putting sound ministries 
across my path and me getting into that word for myself. I mean, digging into that word for myself and saying, hold up, wait a minute. I have been lied to. I have been duped and deceived. And so in my heartbrokenness of, wait a minute, Lord, okay, why would they do that to us? Okay, granted, yes, we personally had some cleaning up to do because we we hadn't fully laid down that old man. We fully had not given our life completely over to the Lord Jesus Christ, but we were, you know, inching our way. Listen, I'm not making any excuses. I'm not making any justifications. We should have known better. We should have took the time out of our busy, crazy, sinful lives, if we were serious about our walk with Christ, to go on for ourselves and study it out. Needless to say, okay, when me personally, when, thank you, Lord God, for pulling me out of that corruption, and I had time to sit back and start reading for myself, it hit me. And it hit me hard that these people were so into the money that they didn't care what they was telling me and leading me down the wrong paths. And not only me, because those mega churches, they got tens of thousands of people that physically come into the building, millions around the world that are tuning in online to their broadcast. They are buying their books. These people... Right, Holy Spirit, these people are on the New York Times number one bestsellers list. They don't you know how many books you gotta sell to make that prestigious list? So when you have the so-called men and women of the cloth making the the New York Times bestsellers list, because not everybody who reads books on the New York best uh, on the New York Times bestsellers list are Christians. Okay? So obviously you got some worldly people reading them books too. Okay? Okay? And not only that, but the vast majority, okay, of the uh customers are carnal, lukewarm Christians that want to hear how you can live your best life now, okay? Where in the Bible, it clearly tells us not to keep our eyes on earthly things, okay? Jesus said this. He said that we should be storing up treasures in heaven, okay? Where the what? The moth cannot rot, that people can't come out and steal it, okay? There's other things than driving a six-figure luxury vehicle, there's, there's greater things, okay, at stake than living in um, a $5,000 mansion or living in a, a $2 million a penthouse condominium, okay? It's more to life than that. It is more to life, okay? Now, I'm talking about spiritual life. I'm talking about eternal life, okay? Because you see, the follower... The, the true born-again Christian, that's what we want to know about. We want to know about eternity and what we need to do now in this physical body suit, what we need to do to make sure we stay, okay, that we stay 
on that path to eternal life. So when you have the Joel Osteens of the world, when you have the Kenneth Copelands of the world and the Creflo Dollars and all of those Californian false apostate preachers like the uh, Rick Warrens and the uh, Bill Johnsons and, and, and all of them, all of them seeker-friendly churches, you all know their names. You all know about their ministries, okay? All of them, all of them, that crowd, okay? That's who we need to avoid because they are not preaching sound doctrine. And so, like I was saying, when Jesus raises up his followers, okay, that is going to speak his word and be bold about it in the face of the opposition, because let me tell you, Satan has his children too, masquerading, okay, as children of the light, and they're not. And how do we know this, okay? Because now, like I said, a true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, someone that has been born again by the Holy Spirit, when we hear about corruption, our ears perk up, and we're like, what? Excuse me? What? This pastor I have been following, what? He's been duping me, and you lay out everything that they say publicly. They they put themselves out in the public. They make these statements. No one is going into their personal bedroom, eavesdropping on what they say. No, they put it out on the public arena, on the public forum. They have it in print. It is memorialized forever. Okay, and so when we go and do our research and all of this information, statements, quotes that they say, not that a reporter twists their words around, no, 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 okay, because they, this is what they say, and then when they get called on the carpet for it, that's when they want to backpedal and say, no, that reporter twisted my words, that he or she took it out of context. What I really meant was, and now and now they try to tell you the, the truth. Absolutely not. No. And that is why the Holy Spirit gives us discernment, okay, to get past the big toothy grin, to get past the, the quaff glossy stiff hair to get past that that beautiful wonderful sweet smiling face to be like uh-uh uh-uh hold up what did you just say did you say that there's many paths to get to god and that homosexuality is not a sin but that everyone, you know, that how we shouldn't judge anyone because God is the final judge. You are the man of the cloth. Didn't you not study in that seminary school? Which, by the way, Jesus personally told me that he is not in that because and it stands to reason that he says that if you want to know about my word, I gave you my Holy Spirit for free. Man should not be charging any money. Okay, to teach you how to interpret scripture, because if that's the case, they saying, thank you, Holy Spirit, they saying that the Holy Spirit is useless. That's what the Spirit just said to me. He said that by them doing that, by charging money, 
right? For these seminary schools, they're saying that the Holy Spirit is useless and that they know more. And not only do they know more, that they are going to charge you for that information. Wake up, people. We got to wake up and smell the foolishness for what it is. And so when you, so when they put their business, when they put their statements out on front street, and now when we call them on their carpet with what they say, no, what they said, not the, the back peddling article that came six months later. No, that first original one. Okay. That one. Okay. And so when you, when you bring this wealth, Thank you, Holy Spirit. I can't say it enough. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When you bring this wealth of incriminating evidence to the body of Christ and be like, look, this is what he said. And knowing that he has millions of people following him and they all do. Okay. Because they all run around in packs. They all, they all got huge followings followers okay they got a huge following and so we gotta we gotta get this information out to the masses by any means necessary so if we gotta go on stupid facebook circular facebook okay we gotta go to where they are okay okay all right just like paul had to go to uh, uh rome he had to go to uh greece he he had to go to the the altars where they congregated at to teach them and preach to them the gospel right okay so okay okay because see preaching to the choir is not going to get people to come out of their sins because we all know that we need to stop sinning we all know that jesus said uh go and sin no more so it is doable and the and the implication and the expectation is that we could stop sinning just like jesus told a woman who was caught in adultery to go and sin no more just like he told the man who was lame in his feet to go and sin no more, okay, after he healed him. So it is doable, and we are lying on Jesus if we say, it's, it's not humanly possible to stop sinning. And keyword, keyword, they say it is not humanly possible, and it's not. That is why we got to be reborn, we got to be born again. So now we are spiritual children. And so, and by the spirit, we can do this, right? But because you are still stuck in your humanism, okay? And you're right. Humans cannot stop sinning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The natural man cannot stop sinning on his own he needs to be born again of the holy spirit and that is the only way that is the only way you will be able to stop sinning i am a witness i am a witness to this okay so now getting back to the followers of joe osteen because on facebook if you look at their many posts they claim, they claim to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, and yet, and yet, as the Bible says, and yet, they do something else. 
okay they claim up and down on they post on their um uh pictures and memes how they love jesus how yes his word is the final authority and that we have victory in his name and all these positive affirmations and go jesus they are team jesus so why in the world when you think that you are bringing enlightenment from the word of god about hold up wait a minute jesus is right that's a false prophet jesus was right that's a false teacher and and we bring out why that is of what they say in the press on tv in their books it totally go against sound doctrine and jesus does not want us to be duped and deceived and lazy okay because what did he say in in the in the book of revelation when he was talking about lukewarm christians how he will how he will vomit them out of his mouth he says i'd rather you either be cold or hot okay because the cold is like okay well you know what I ain't trying to listen to, to nothing Jesus has to say. As a matter of fact, I'm going back into the world. You are just straight cold, okay? Or you hot, hot for Jesus, on fire. Yes, Lord, I, I am hot for Jesus Christ, okay? But when you're in the middle, when you don't know from day to day, if you cold or hot, one day you're cold, another day you're hot. And all of this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Jesus is like, wait a minute. I'd rather you be cold or hot, but stuck in the middle. Nah, uh-uh. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. I'm going to spit you out. I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. Okay? Okay? So, like I was saying, when you bring the the irrefutable proof to these people that this person is a heretic this person is a charlatan this person is a scammer this person twists the scriptures this person is teaching a false doctrine a doctrine of the devil because this is what he said in the book he wrote this is what he said on live tv this is what he said in in many articles this is what he said sitting up on Oprah's show, okay, okay, that has been encapsulated and memorialized for life. So when you bring them all this wealth of valuable information to the body of Christ, valuable information to the sheep, oh, we want to know, wait a minute, he's not a sheep? Wait a minute, you mean to tell me? He is not a brethren. Oh, let us know what. Tell us. But oh no. <laughs> not the carnal Christian. Not the lukewarm Christian who just five posts ago told the whole world on Facebook how they love Jesus. But yet they're going to question me in this particular case. Like I'm quite sure they, they question a whole lot of others that are bringing them the truth, okay? But I'm talking about my personal experience is that when they comment back to me and say that I need to go and read my Bible more because I'm a worker of Satan to think that this wolf is not the real deal. <sighs> Slapping my forehead. 
I'm slapping my forehead. You got to be kidding me. All you got to do is listen to what they say and what the word of God say. And let's see who's going to come up being <laughs> telling the truth. Because God said, let him be the truth and let everyone else be a liar. So when you're telling me that I need to read the Bible more and that I'm I'm this self-righteous judger and that, that I don't know what I'm talking about because it's clear that I got it wrong. No, precious. I didn't get anything wrong. Jesus, okay? If you want to take that complaint, take it to the master who told us what to look out for. But because you're too lazy, okay? And you you too much is stuck in your sin. He is sending us because a wolf ain't going to tell you this, okay? So he is sending us to let the world know, uh-uh, that's a charlatan. Uh-uh, that is a false teacher and we need to come out from amongst them. Why are you defending this person? Why are you defending a Joel-type Osteen who cares nothing about you? Do you really think as he or any one of them have your pick, pick one, okay, because they're countless, just pick one, him or her, they are not thinking about you as they sitting up in their lavish abode when they're swimming in their infinity pools when they are luxuriating on the on the isle of of the Cayman Islands somewhere okay on your dime okay on the the money that you chose to sow into their ministries through that false doctrine of tithing, that money, okay? Do you think that they are thinking about you when they shopping at Nostrums uh, um, and Saks Fifth Avenue and anywhere on Rodeo Drive, anywhere on Park Avenue and Madison Avenue in New York City? Do you think these people are thinking about how you can't get your next bill paid? Do you think these people are thinking about whether or not you get that second stimulus check? Do, do you think that these people are thinking about how are you going to feed your kids um, and, uh, for the next week? Because now is Monday and you don't get paid until next Tuesday. And you got all that week plus the weekend. Okay. Do you think that they are thinking about, oh, let me send John Smith a $5,000 check because I see according to the, the false doctrine of church membership, I see on our church membership role that he has been a faithful tither okay, for um, the past 10 years. So you know what? Let me do him a favor. Let me send him a $5,000 check because I'm reading in, in the news that how people are waiting on this quote unquote second stimulus check. So I know that times are hard in the boulevard. So you know what? Let me go send him a check. Absolutely not. They ain't doing none of that, but yet you would sit back and defend them. You would sit back and defend this man who by all accounts make, according to what's been publicly uh, published, worth about $40 million. And that's probably on a small scale because they are not reporting what, you know, the monies that they got stashed away over there in the Cayman Islands. Oh, you cannot tell me these people don't have money stashed across the world because that's what their secular counterparts do. 
those big time brokers, those big time businessmen, okay, that's what they do. They go and stash away money that can't be detected, that can't be accounted for, so that the internal revenue service won't know how much they are really worth. But because there's no accounting like that for people that are in ministry, okay, okay, I'm quite sure they got lock boxes. They got uh, a holes in the wall somewhere up underneath that mansion somewhere. Come on now, people, wake up. Wake up. They ain't thinking about you. But yet, you want to argue with me. Where, for all intents and purposes, I'm in the same financial boat like you. Okay? But what I'm not going to do and what I stopped doing was, was tithing and giving up my hard-earned Social Security money. Okay, to give it to them, absolutely not. And let me tell you, okay, I may not have, you know, $5 million sitting in the bank, but guess what? I got I got an, an infinite amount of money stored up in heaven. Glory be to God. I am rich in heaven. God has given us all spiritual blessings and is laid up for us in heaven. So if I don't get another dime, on this side of the bodysuit, okay, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Why? Because I, and like countless others, we, we got the memo. We got the memo that Jesus stepped out of deity. He came to this sin-sick, vile, dark, fleshy of a world to die for the sins of many. He died on a cross so that we can be reconciled back to the Father through his shed blood that was sprinkled on the mercy seat of God in heaven. The veil was rent. From top to bottom, we are now no longer under the penalty for not following the um, the law of Moses. Why? Because Jesus fulfilled all of it perfectly. 110%. He fulfilled them all. Every ordinance, every requirement, every sacrifice, everything that God said that what you needed to do to be right in his eyes, okay? And we know that the law did not justify anybody. It was a shadow type pointing to Jesus. And then when Jesus came on the scene, glory be to God, he was the last lamb slain. There is no more sacrifices that need to be made. Why? Because he perfectly sacrificed and laid down his life for you, for you who wants to keep running after Joel Osteen, for you, the one who wants to keep running after the Kenneth Copeland and the TG and the uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, all of them, every last single one of them, Joyce Meyer, all of them, you all want to run behind them, but ain't nobody running behind Jesus and no one running behind the fact that he, he died a horrific horrific death on the cross being nailed nailed to the cross and then once he gave up the host they want to stab him in the side and blood and water gushed out and you want to tell me oh uh, uh joyce meyer's been through a lot in her life <sighs> glory be to god who cares what that heretic been through? She ain't preaching what I just told you. She ain't preaching the gospel. She ain't preaching how Jesus died for you, how he was buried and rose again, and he is now alive, sitting in heaven, making intercessors for you so that 
so that the the accuser of the brethren don't keep throwing up in his face how you want to keep defending a Joel Osteen. Absolutely not. Okay, we all been through stuff. Okay, Joyce Meyer ain't special. She is not special. We all been through stuff, if not worse. Okay, and the reason why we all taking sympathy on what she said is because she put herself like the Joel Osteen's out in the public arena. Okay, she has written countless of books about her 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 trials and and her tribulations growing up. Okay. That ain't no different from my story, your story, or the girl across the street. We all got the same story. Why? Because we were in sin and we were living in a fallen world. Of course, we're going to have trouble. Her trouble is no different from yours, mine, and the man next door. Glory be to God. So I don't want to hear about how she shouldn't be on the list. No, I didn't put her on the list. She put her own self on the list, okay? Okay, all you got to do is Google Joyce Myers false doctrine statements, and it comes up. You mean tell me that you are too lazy to go on Google, okay? Okay, if I can go on Google, okay, all right, you can too, but you don't want to. Why? Because she is preaching what you want to hear. She's preaching how, okay, okay, the battle is is in our minds, and so um, that's where Satan wants to take us out, okay? How about preaching, stop sinning, right? And that if we submit ourselves to God, the devil will flee from us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, okay? He will flee from you. So you don't have to worry about your mind being the battlefield of anything, because if you keep your mind on things above like God told us to, okay, on things that are lovely, that are true, that are sound, that are filled with joy, that's filled with love, keep our minds on that instead of trying to figure out how I can sleep with my neighbor tonight or how um, um, if, if I put on these six inch the little red bottom heels, how many men could, could I attract with this tight booty skirt on? Okay, or maybe if we stop thinking about what time does the a weed man open up his shop today because I got to get my fix. Okay, if we keep our minds off of that, then we won't give the devil a foothold in our lives to cause chaos and cause us to go crazy. Because let me tell you, if you're trying to live holy and you're still in Satan's camp, okay, you are going to go insane because the Bible says that we will be tossed and fro. We will be unstable in our minds. And so, and when we are unstable in our minds, guess what happens? Guess what happens? In come the wolf named Joyce Myers. In come the wolf named Joel Osteen. In come the wolf named Kenneth Copeland, Creflo Dollar, Jesse DePlantis, Paula White, Bishop T.D. Jakes, all of them. They all come in looking to merchandise off of your pain that you put yourself in. You did this. God told you to be holy for I am holy. Okay. So when you're not doing that, of course, you're going to have problems like I did. I had major problems, major, major. Okay. So I know what I'm talking about. And when I got the plank out of my eye, when, when I stopped sleeping around, 
when I stop smoking weed, when I put the alcohol down, when when I start putting on clothes to cover up this body, when 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 I took off my silk stockings and my high heel stiletto shoes, okay, that's when I started having some peace. When when I started putting away people out of my life that were clearly of the devil, okay, that's when I started having peace in my mind. When when I when I finally got the memo, Cynthia, that you need to repent truly and stop sinning, that's when guess what happened, folks? The devil fled. Fled. Okay. God knows what he's talking about because you see. People, people think God is playing. They think he is playing when he says, submit to me, okay, okay, submit to me, and the devil will flee from you. That means that, and, and if you are still having problems, one or two things are happening. One, God is lying, or two, you still steeped in your sin. You still steeped in your sin because God is not a liar. He's not a man that shall lie. And, and not only that. He created Satan, okay? He saw all what happened, how pride into Lucifer, right? Right? Into him. He wanted to be like the most high God. He wanted to ascend his throne higher than God and all of that. We can read about that in the book of Isaiah, okay? And we can see, you know, how he he fell like lightning. You know, Jesus saw him being kicked out of heaven, falling like lightning, all of that. So don't you think that God knows the traps and the schemes of the devil in the book of, in, thank you, Holy Spirit, in the book of Genesis, our first introduction to Satan, when God says that he was the most craftiest, he was the most crafty of the beasts that was created, right? Matter of fact, come on, I'm going to go to Genesis so we can get this, get this straight because you see, people, <laughs> People think God is playing, okay? Y'all want to sit around and play with Joe Osteen and play with, with Joyce Myers and them, okay? Giving a boy your money, lapping up every heresy that they got to say, okay? Okay, because let me tell you, God says that when we do that, here we go. Here we go. Genesis 3. Now, this is the first introduction we get about Satan because everything else was leading up to the creation, Right, that how he created in the beginning, he created earth, everything on the earth, he created that, he created the man and the woman, and how they were living life lovely in the Garden of Eden, and everything was good. Everything the Bible says that, um, God says that what, and he said that it was good, 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 and then we come to birth, then we come to Genesis 3. Chapter 3, and this is the introduction to our enemy. Look what it says. Verse 1, God took no time in letting us know from the jump, from the door, who Satan is and what he's about. Look, it says the serpent was the shrewdest, the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord had made. Okay, and look, and then, and then it says one day. Here he goes, Satan. Now look from the gate. God is letting us know the liar that he is. Okay? And guess what? He has children too. The ones that you constantly want to defend. Oh, he got children too. And look what he said. One day, 
He asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Okay. And look, and then, then Eve, why is she even giving him an audience? Thank you, Holy Spirit. And likewise today, why are we giving the children of the devil an audience? An audience. Come on now. Okay. And she said, of course, in verse two of Genesis three, of course, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. The woman replied, it's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. And you see that part right there, even touch it. <clears throat> Excuse me. God didn't say that part. That was added information. <clears throat> okay. And and I believe right now in this moment, that's when Satan knew that he had her. Because you see, that's how we back Satan up off of us. We say what God said. And that's how Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit, I love you. I cannot wait to meet you face to face. Okay? And that is what Jesus did in the wilderness when Satan tempted him. What did he say to Satan each and every time? It is written. It is written. God said, and this is what, because see, at first, he probably didn't know. He probably didn't know whether or not she was going to fall for the lie. But when, but when she added that extra bit, um, when, when, because she said, now she said correctly, God said, and he was probably like, dang. Hmm. But then all he had to do was keep listening. And now look, thank you, Holy Spirit. She said, God said, and you know what? She did well at that point. All was still good in the garden. All was still good in the garden because she said, God said. She said, God said, you must not eat. Okay, she's still doing good. We still doing good, people. We still doing good. She says, you God said, you must not eat it. Now, here's the part where the beginning of the end was finna happen. When she added the words, or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You see that? Or even touch it. That part, God didn't say that. And then, and look, look. <laughs> he didn't miss a beat. Satan didn't miss a beat. That's why the Bible calls him shrew. That's why the Bible calls him crafty. Because all he had to do was listening. And that's what he does today. Today to the carnal Christian. Yeah, all day, all day on long on Facebook. They posting, oh, how Jesus is Lord, how God is good, and that he's for us. But then the moment they say something that would give him entry with, oh, ain't nothing wrong with a Joel Osteen. And look, verse 4, here he go. Here he go. He sprung into action. You won't die, exclamation point. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. And here he go. That, that was the first lie. That was the first lie ever told to a human being. You won't die. The serpent replied to the woman. Verse 5. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God knowing both good and evil. Now. I wasn't there. I can't really make any commentary on a personal experience. I could just only give my commentary like any other 
Bible scholar, not saying that I'm a Bible scholar. I'm just saying one that's reading it and the Holy Spirit is right here with me. Okay. When, when he says that God knows that your eyes will be open right there, I would have been like, wait a minute, hold on. God never said this to me. This, this here is some new information. Let me go check with the master. Let, let me go. Hold on. Wait, wait, serpent. Hold on a minute. Okay. This is some new information. The whole time I've been here with Adam, God ain't never said nothing about how our eyes are going to be open if we eat this and how we're going to be like God's. And you see, and this right here is the birth of paganism about how we can be like God's because he is in essence telling her that you can be like a God. Okay. And so what she should have said, well, wait a minute, hold on. Stop. Stop. Let me go and refer back to God and see if this, in fact, because God said, okay, that if we eat of it, minus that, or even touch it part, okay, because she got that part wrong. But she did say that, he says that uh, in that day, you will surely die. So <clears throat> if you're telling me, okay, that no, we won't die, hold up, wait a minute, let me go and ask him, but no. But no, but no, but the Bible says, verse six, the woman was convinced. Why? How? What? Excuse me? Excuse me? That's all it took? <laughs> right, Holy Spirit? That's all it took for you to denounce everything that God has said to you ever since you've been on this planet with Adam and, and verse six, okay? It, it wasn't, it, it wasn't like it happened, you know, five books over, you know what I mean? It happened in the next verse after Satan said the lie that he said in verse five about how God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it and you will be like God knowing both good and evil. The verse six said the woman was convinced. That's all that it took. And that's what it all takes for the lukewarm Christian. All they got to taste for somebody to say that you could live your best life ever and that how you are only human and that you would make mistakes. But you know what? God knows your heart. All you got to do is just think positive. All you got to do is just say, you know what? I'm a believer. This Bible I hold in my hand, it says what it says I am. I am what it says. Whatever mantra, satanic crap that he liked to throw up in the beginning of his heretical sermon if you can call it a sermon okay and that's all it took that's all it took for you to come for me as they say in the streets to come for me about a Joel Osteen that I'm telling you this man is a false leader why because Jesus told us he told us what they're going to say, how greedy they are, how corrupt in their minds that they are, and they looking to get paid. The master, the master who you say is your master told us this. I'm not plucking this out of my little pea brain. Listen, I ain't that smart, right? I ain't that smart because I fell for it too, okay? The mercy of God. Okay, he said, no, Cynthia, that's not true. As a matter of fact, I'm going to put you, I'm going to put across your path a true ministry that I sent, 
that would tell you, wake up out of that. This is the truth. Go in my word and see if what I told them is true. You go in the word and you see for yourself. Okay, Lord. So that's what I did. I didn't argue with him. I didn't fuss and cuss and fight up a storm. Whether or not, no, no, God, it, it can't be. It can't be. How did he make this list? Oh, no. He's been telling me how I could be like God. And he was telling me how, you know, the, the pride of, of my life. You know, I can have the fancy cars. You know, anything I see and anything I crave, anything I lust for, I can have it all in the name of Jesus. What you mean, Lord? What you mean? Okay. Okay, so when you bought the lie, like Eve bought the lie, and the Bible says that she was convinced, that's all it took. That's all it took, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's all it took. And he's working that same scheme today, people. We got to wake up, okay, and read our Bible. No, 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 no not read, study, study the word of God, okay, now, people want to, and these are the same ones, right, in most cases, these are the same ones that if you quote any scripture outside of the King James Bible, they lose their ever-loving mind, okay, now, okay, now, I'm quite sure somewhere it is studied out that maybe that the King James is the more correct version, Okay, I'm not arguing with that. I'm not even putting up a fight with that. I'm just saying, for me personally, yes, I go to the King James. When I see in, in other uh, Bible translation, other versions, because you see, for me, I am not a Bible scholar, okay? I was not born in the King James era, so I really don't understand a lot of the of the thou's and the dusts and the saith and all that, okay? So to me, in order for me to get the understanding, I'm going to need for you to break it down, break it down to me in clear language. I'm not saying, people, that the King James Bible is not the right Bible. I'm just saying that I, I appreciate it. I, I recognize that the, uh, the world opinion, if you will, the, no, not the world, but the uh, Christendom um, opinion is that the King James is the one that we really want to um, hold to because a lot of the other translations, which is true, okay, that they lift certain scriptures out or they word it in such a way that don't line up with the King James. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying in my personal quiet time, I have them all. I have a lot of different aversions so that when I'm reading out of the King James, if I don't understand it, because I can't pull you Bible scholar to Central Texas to sit with me to translate what all these does and thou's really mean. But if I see over here somewhere else that it explains it and I get it, I get Get the revelation. It should be all good. But you want to fight with me about the King James. But when I'm telling you about a known wolf that, that your King James is talking about, you want to kick and scream and holler and fuss. But let me quote from a different translation. Oh, you are all over me like bees to honey. Okay, so we need to get our priorities straight and stop fighting and quibbling over minor matters. 
Okay. Because at the end of the day, okay, we can always go to God directly. Okay. And say, Lord, I'm reading this. Is this true? Can you help me understand this or whatever? So at the end of the day, we go to the master. He said to come to me and I will give you wisdom. Okay. So anyway, I'm going to bring this to a close. I said all of that to say this. Why are you fighting and defending these wolves when they don't care nothing about you? They don't care whether or not your bills need to be paid. They don't care whether or not if you need that brain surgery. They don't care whether or not you lose the five babies that you've been trying for the past 20 years to bring into the world. They don't care about whether or not that you just got let go on your job. They don't care nothing about this, this pandemic because where are all the, the faith, the word of faith healers, okay? Where are they? Shouldn't they not just throw their mantle and their cloak over the COVID-19 virus and let it be done away with? Wake up, people. Wake up. Okay, so I'm going to end it with this, okay, because you see, the Holy Spirit took me on a whole, the, the Cynthia Small show, not by any means, look, it was actually in Second Peter chapter 2, now look, here we go, verse 17, okay, and the uh, title of this chapter, this whole chapter, chapter 2 of Second Peter is the danger of false teachers, in verse 17, he says that these people, oh, I love it. These people are as useless as dried up springs or as mist blown away by the wind, okay? And this is their punishment. Here we go. All of y'all who want to hold on to all your false teachers, who wants to hold on to all of your uh, wolves and sheep clothing, well, this is their punishment. The Bible says that they are doomed to blackest darkness. Verse 17, they are doomed to blackest darkness. So is that what you want as you screaming and kicking? Okay, as you as you kicking and screaming for your for your Joe Osteens. And now look, here we go. I want to bring something else to you. Now, <clears throat> okay. Okay, let's say for argument's sake. Let's just say for argument's sake. Let's say a reporter, a reporter happened. To get something wrong maybe something in that one little moment of time that one episode okay they may have something um they may have said something um that was out of context but look okay the bible never lies verse 12 these false teachers okay are like unthinking animals okay because yes we know how satan media works okay but Jesus did say that we would know them by their fruits, okay? Because when they are not talking to a reporter, when they thank you, Holy Spirit, when they are when they are actually on the pulpit at their own church, not visiting another church that can too be twisted out of context. No, when they at their home church, you know, the false doctrine of home church there. When they at their home church saying these things and because they love the camera so much. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because they love the camera so much. They got cameras all around recording each and every word, every heretical 
false doctrine word that comes out of that toothy grinning smile, okay? Why? So that y'all can later wrap it up and sell it and merchandise it to God's people. So of course there's cameras all around. So when they are capturing all that you say and you love to show off your pride of life with your Lear jets and all your lavish spending sprees because we can see how you dress. Okay, and when you're showing off your fancy cars and your and your twelve million dollar mansions with your infinity pools and and with with all manners of good pleasures that are going on in your house, Jesus says that we can look at that fruit and say, hold up, wait a minute, how you living like this when I'm taking the bus? I'm taking a bus to come to see you. Tell me I can live my best life now. Of course you can say that because look at how you living. Yeah, you're living your best life now, not me. I'm still broke. I ain't got no infinity pool. I ain't got no Learjet. I'm definitely not living in a mansion. I could barely pay the rent I'm paying now. And you going to tell me I could live my best life yet? I don't think so. So Jesus says that we can, we can judge them and look at that fruit. Okay, now look, verse 12, and I'm going to end it with this. Okay, I was going to do something else, but I'm going to end it here. Okay, 2 Peter 2, verse 12. These false teachers are like unthinking animals, creatures of instinct born to be caught and destroyed. They scoff at things they do not understand. And like animals, they will be destroyed. Okay, you want to keep holding on to your Joe Osteen and them? Okay, do you want to be destroyed? Come on now. Come on. Verse 13, here we go. Verse 13, their destruction is their reward for the harm, okay? They causing us harm, people, for the harm they have done. They love to indulge in evil pleasures in broad daylight. They are a disgrace and a stain among you. And you still want to argue with me about Joyce Myers and that and that and how she had a rough upbringing? Really? Okay, now look, it says, um, right, <laughs> they love to indulge in evil pleasures in broad daylight. They are a disgrace and a stain among you. They delight in deception. They delight in it, even as they eat with you in your fellowship meals. Verse 14, here we go. They commit adultery with their eyes and their desire for sin is never satisfied. Okay, now these are the people that you are keeping company with every week. No, now daily because all you got to do is tap into his website and I'm quite sure he's doing some live streaming. That's the company you get. Thank you, Holy Spirit, as a reminder. Okay, bad company corrupts good morals. Now look, it says verse 14 of 2 Peter 2. They commit adultery with their eyes and their desire for sin is never satisfied. They lure, here we go, unstable people into sin. So I'm talking about you, carnal Christian, who want to argue with me about how Joyce Myers, okay, had a rough life. No, Jesus had a rough life. He had a rough time on this earth, okay? Okay, when the kingdom of God itself showed up on the scene, okay, and his own didn't recognize him, okay, he didn't get any honor or glory, right, because one day they they praising and worshiping him, right, welcoming him into Jerusalem, 
on on that prophesied donkey and the next day they doing what they yelling crucify so i don't want to hear about some joyce meyer joyce myers who who had a rough life and we should take it easy on her no listen i'm doing nothing oh god got something for her and all the rest of the ilk okay he got a whole out of darkness waiting for them okay so all right and the bible says that um this is the person who wants to keep fighting and screaming and holding on till they whoop they is they lure okay joyce meyer and 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 uh what's his face joe Osteen and them okay they are luring unstable people into sin they are leading you into sin okay and we know that anybody who's stuck in sin would not inherit the kingdom of god so why are you fighting with me so look and they are well trained in greed they live under god's curse okay verse 15 and so the question on the floor is why are they doing this why are they luring unstable people into sin and why are they so well trained in greed thank you holy spirit and where are they getting this training from they're getting it from them seminary schools they're getting it from firsthand knowledge of watching their other counterparts wolves and sheep clothing how to do the business and they teach each other they are well trained in greed okay because they they treat the body of christ like a business okay so look verse 15 my goodness verse 14 ends by saying they live under god's curse i'm not trying to sit up under anybody who's under a curse you gotta be kidding me now look verse 15 they have wandered okay now apparently maybe they were for jesus maybe god did send them maybe they had you know um orator uh skills that they can they're very charismatic okay they're very prolific okay that is why they're able to dupe and deceive us right but look at one time they must have been under his anointing because look it says they have wandered off the right road okay and the and the implication is that they were thank you holy spirit at one time they were on the right road they were on the right road but then what happens what happened to get them from wandering off the right road because the bible says they were on the right road but something happened what happened joyce joel what happened bishop jakes what happened creflo what happened okay well the bible tells us what happened they wander off the right road and follow the footsteps of balaam son of beor who loved to earn money by doing wrong that's what happened to your wolf okay y'all want to know why they on the list okay you want to know why i'm screaming to the rooftop that that these people are false and that they are laying down with their own sins it's because the bible just told us they wander off the the right road and follow the footsteps of balaam okay who love to earn money by doing wrong verse 16 but balaam was stopped 
He was just like God is going to stop them too. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God is going to stop them too. Now look, he says, but Balaam was stopped from his mad course when his donkey rebuked him with a human voice. I am a donkey. Glory be to God. Yes, I am Balaam's donkey. Thank you. Holy Spirit, that was some revelation right there. I did not see that coming. I am the donkey with the human voice, okay, to stop these people from their mad course. These people are on a mad course, okay? They have wandered off the right road, and now they're on a mad course. And so I am Balaam's donkey. I am Joyce's donkey. I am Joe's donkey. I am Creflo Dollars, Kenneth Copeland, Jesse DePlantis, Rick Warren's donkey to let them know that they are doing wrong. They doing wrong. So I am rebuking them in the name of Jesus because I have a human voice and I am the spiritual donkey. I'm their spiritual donkey. Listen, you're on the wrong course. You're on the wrong road. You need to go back to your first love because apparently you wandered off of it. You wandered off the right road and now you're on the wrong road. Okay? And stop luring unstable people into sin. Stop luring these people who want to fight with spiritual donkeys. Glory be to God. I'm going to use that spiritual donkeys to let them know, listen, this person that you loving so much, he's a false teacher and out of darkness, okay, is waiting for them. And, and they are like animals that will be destroyed. Their destruction, and I'm ending it with this, people. I'm going back up to 2 Peter 2, verse 13. The Joel Osteen's in them who cares nothing for you. This is their end. Their destruction is their reward. Okay. Because see, they are going to get paid for this. God is going to pay them. Okay. Okay. They're going to have a big payday. Since they're all since they all screaming and breaking their necks to get paid. Oh, okay. God got a payday waiting for them. He says that their destruction is their reward for doing what? For the harm they have done. Amen. Amen. And with that, people, I'll let you go. Stay away from the Joe Osteens and the Joyce Myers and the rest of the wolf pack because they travel around in wolf packs and we need to stop sinning. We need to repent. Glory be to God and turn back to God. So until next time, my people, I say be well. Stay away from the wolves. Come out from amongst them. They are not our friends. So we need to stop defending them because they got a payday waiting for them, okay? They are going to be destroyed like animals and they are going to be cast in out of darkness. And the book of Ezekiel says that if we choose to seek them out and sit up underneath them, then guess what? We shall share in their punishment. And with that, Lord willing, I speak to you all soon. Bye for now. guys for tuning in i truly appreciate all your support until next time i'll be talking to y'all soon bye